back everybody to another episode of white coats of the round table i don't have mike with me today uh he actually used a word last week that was wonderful now that i know what it means but he said loquacious and i thought i was some sort of french guy that i never met but he called me loquacious because of my ability to write up some great intros for our guests uh i wouldn't say it's necessarily loquacious today uh, but I do have a great guest for us. Uh, it's somebody I know very well, uh, a pharmacist along with me. Uh, I've seen him develop through his project uh, from early on until where he's at today. I'm really excited about hearing what he has to say about it. But today, really, our focus is another career development. Uh, it does help with burnout, but really, we're focusing today on non-traditional career spaces. So today, I'm joined by Nook Chen. And he is working on a novel drug delivery device. He's in the early stages or maybe even mid stages at this point. But I'm going to let him talk more about that. Let me introduce Nook to you all. Nook is a bright, talented, and vivacious pharmacist who graduated in the last couple of years from pharmacy school. If you thought graduate school was tough enough, Nook took the opportunity and little time he had to bring an idea to market. Upon graduation, he took no time at all and accepted opportunities as they came. He's currently working full-time as a supervising pharmacist and corporate wellness aficionado. He spends his off hours working on his dream. And I'm not talking about his desire and longing to come on the show, but rather to take an idea and trudge through to where he is today. No, I'm really happy to have you on. I've been talking to you for a bit about having you on. I'm excited about you relaying what you're doing and maybe giving some others some ideas of how to move forward with their ideas. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, John. I'm no Mike, but I'll try my best. Um, so yeah, a little bit about my background. As like John mentioned, I'm a pharmacist right now, currently practicing in the community setting. Um, and the startup, um, my business partner, Sean Kai, and I started what well, it's called Nuxo. You know, and uh, the product we're, de- we're developing is called the Quick Mix Syringe. How do you spell that? Nuxo is N-O-O-K-S-L-E. So yeah, check out our website at www.nuxo.com. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a syringe that houses dry and liquid component all in one syringe. And, you know, you're able to uh, reconstitute the medication um, quickly and, um, you know, it's all in one device. So Really, what we were going for was to create a device that's just, you know, really easy to use, you know, decrease the training that's needed um, and decrease the labor that's needed, decrease the material that goes in, um, you know, compared to your traditional um, like vials and then the extra syringe that comes with it. You know, this is just one single device that has everything. Um, And that's what what we've created and what we're currently working on. Solid. So when you were in school, you started working on this? Yeah. So this, so I remember, honestly, I, so as early as like my P1 year, you know, it's my first year of pharmacy school. As an intern, oftentimes we're always tasked with the most time consuming and the most labor consuming things, right? And that was, I was doing a lot of vaccine for shingles. 
Um, and that requires like you take two different vials, a diluent and a powder, and you have to, you know, reconstitute it. And I was like, man, it's got to be an easier way, you know. And then as time goes by, I remember being in my hospital. Um, in my hospital, um, so that in, when I was in the hospital for school, I was I'm seeing all these antibiotics being, you know, mixed. And I was like, oh, my God, like, there's got to be an easy way. And, you know, that's really not. Um, so in my last year of pharmacy school, um, Sean and I, so like I mentioned, Sean's my business partner. I was like, Sean, like there's this, there's this opportunity in the market that hasn't been met by anyone, you know, and we're just shooting it back and forth. And we're like, dude, I think, I think we can make something of this. And honestly, since that, that small conversation, that small idea, we just literally dedicated every, like any free time we had outside of school and work was just straight on how to develop this product. Take me step by step from the conversation initially with Sean and putting something into action, like your first steps and, and walk us through the process of going from the first steps and what you had to meet, what you had to learn. Honestly, I my very, the very first thing I did was I went home that day and I, I took a, a sheet, a blank sheet of paper and a pencil and I just started sketching. Right. And I just, and literally it was like, all of a sudden it was like 45 minutes later. And I was like, Oh my God, like I, I think I'm onto something here. You know, it was like, it was literally just like random drawing and I'm not good at drawing. So it was just really just putting ideas on paper. It's crazy, but just doing something as little as that, it, it makes something that's just a concept, right? Into something you can visibly hold and visibly see. And I think that does a lot. Um, and from there, I just, it was just easier. Then I, I talked to Sean. I was like, Sean, like, this is kind of what I'm going with. You know, like, what do you think? A couple days later, Sean sends me this 3D um, CAD design that he made. And he was like, dude, what about this? Right. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's like, he took my drawing, you know, from, from just a sheet of paper to like something that you can like, wow, that, that, uh, like, it was rendered. It was like, it was nice looking. For the first time, it seemed real. But without that initial pencil to paper, it, it, none of this would happen, right? After that, we just kind of went through variation after variation. It was just, honestly, at this point, we've we've lost count what design we're on. Uh, we have a whole folders. Um, like we have like folders after folder at this point of uh, probably over 50 um, different designs. So when you're uh, making billions in the medical device field, <laughs> your office is going to have that hallway that shows every single variation as it gets to your massive um, double door suite, I'm guessing. Right. That, man, that would be a really long hallway, I'll tell you. Okay. So what's Sean's background? So Sean's a mechanical engineer. So Sean actually, um, he has he has two masters actually, one in mechanical engineer and I believe the other one in um, electrical. Um, so that, that's his expertise. Okay, so did you guys have ideas in the past or that you were like, we're gonna have to do a business in some someday or we should work on something together at someday. Like we're, I know we're in different fields, but we wanna work together. Or was this just something that made sense to bring him in because he was an engineer, you know, I work AutoCAD. So we, we actually, we met through a mutual friend. Um, so one, uh, one of my good friends who I went to high school with was his roommate freshman year of university, right? So we met through him. His name is Mark. A, a big part of me, me being with my friends, is I'm always coming up with new ideas and like new business ideas, new design, right? That's like, uh, um, that's that's what go on in my brain. So when I when I was sharing this with Mark, Mark's like, hey, like you know, I have a friend who's you know like <laughs> who you're you're gonna get along with, you know? 
And that's how that's how Sean and I started our friendship. And then over the years, we have progressed into this, you know, back and forth routine. Have you ever had any other ideas that you wanted to work out with him that just didn't really pan out or dream? Yeah, we've we've talked before. You know what I mean? He's he's very similar to me in terms of um, process improvement. You know, so we we went from anything from like um, talking about um, automated automatic um, d- um, pet feeders to pet cleaners, like anything. You know, so we we shoot back and forth a lot. So we've always had this healthy relationship of pushing each other and questioning each other. So so I, I honestly I, I I knew from the moment I met Sean, I knew one day we were going to work on something together. How did you guys manage through the the big questions of how business survives? How viable is this, and where are we going to have funding? Man, yeah, that's so. Honestly, we when we first started, it, it was really just completely us, right? We we are it was self funded, um, and it, it was just a lot of um. We we luckily we were able to. We were both in university at the time, so um, we had access to a lot of program that we needed, right? I know one major program was SolidWorks, um, and we actually applied to. Um, Sean was in Georgia Tech, was where he went to um, school, and. We applied for this um, grant through them, and we got free licensing from them, from SolidWorks for a year. Um, so that took care of that major, like the application that we needed. Um, and then it, we got investors. Uh, it was all through word of mouth. So yeah, so that was that was we we got honestly right place, the right time, just connection. So with these connections though, but where did the connections come from? We kind of kept it close to the chest. Yeah, I didn't know anything for about a year. Didn't know anything about this. Before we went out and started just sharing our idea, we wanted to make sure it was protected, you know? So we applied for um, a patent. And and then once we got the patent, that's when we started that networking. Um, obviously, the net, um, like this whole time, it took us, I think, about six months, actually, to get a patent, which is crazy, right? Because typically, it's about two to three years to get a patent. Yeah, what happens with the patent process? Like, what do you have to do for that? So we we worked through a law firm, but we were able to expedite it because of COVID. It was technically um, a patent related to COVID. Um, so anything there got kind of expedited. So we got this three-month expedition. Um, and then we had to write why it was related and how like we, we had to justify it um, and everything. But... We got lucky enough to get access and we got uh, approval for the COVID expedition. And then we got six months later, we got a patent. You know, it was um, it was crazy. Kind of just everything worked out uh, after that. So to go back on the networking, right? Um, after that, that's when we started to say, all right, we, we got something here. You know, we got something that's protected. We got something we're working on. That's when we started reaching out to our nursing students. Wait, hold on. You're still in university at this time. When you got the patent at the time, when we finished um, filing, as soon as we were patent pending, rather than I, we get the patent or not, it's it's time to rock and roll. I'm still in university once it was patent pending. That's when we went to our nurse, you know, our friends who are nursing students who are, um, you know, going to school for med school, who are pharmacists, and it's like, hey, this is my design. Uh, what do you think? You know, um, and through them, it was actually them sharing. Uh, our design and our like um, website and all this stuff. That's all of a sudden we started getting a bunch of people we didn't know. Hey, look, can, can we talk? Like, can we chat? What are you guys? Go- what are you guys doing? It, it just happened very organic, and that's how we got a lot of our funding in, in, initially. So you you had built a website at this point too. Yes, and that was once the patent was pending. When we first launched a website, that that next probably six to eight months, I was very annoying to talk to. 
right? It was one topic I had in my head and it was Nuxo, right? It was the quick mix syringe and that's anyone who was willing to listen. I'm talking about Nuxo. And I still do that, you know? So, and through that, and you, you honestly never know. And like even people you, you, that I just meet, I'm like, Hey, I have this, this design, this idea, this website, check it out. Um, and I, I, I encourage people to do that. You're in the midst of this right now, which is why this is such a unique conversation is you're going to be able to tell us a bit more about what it felt like and what, what it means to do something like this while you're still in it. Uh, the biggest realization that we had to accept was this is a learning process, right? Like we're still in the middle of it. And I, and, and honestly, I always feel like I'm in the middle of it. Um, so where we're at right now is we we are we currently we got accepted into an accelerator. So basically it's it's a it's a program and there's there's a there's a bunch out there and they aim to help startup either with you know there's different aspect either either for us anyway it's for manufacturing. So the accelerator that we're a part of it's gonna help us um, get from where we are right now to mass manufacturing, right? And there's a, a bunch of steps there to get to that part. Um, and it's all done in almost like a classroom setting. Like it's very organized. Like this week we have a lecture on this. This is what I have homework I have to do. Um, and you know, I have presentation and stuff that's lined up that I have to do. And all of this set up to really demo day where you're going to get an opportunity to present your, what you've done, present what your product is, and hopefully at the end get investors, um, and at that point, right, you should be ready to manufacture. So you're gonna need you're gonna need capital to do that. Um, so that's currently what where we're at right now. Um, we have come to pretty much a design freeze, which is, hey, this is this is it. This is what our product's gonna look like. This is how our product's gonna work. Um, from here on, what are the um, what are the steps that we might have to tweak and change, um, and hopefully not, right? Because it's a design freeze, but to make it man mass manufacturable. So I want to hear about how you really manage the burnout or just everything you had to do even in school how in the world did you do school work plus nuxel yeah you know i think having a, a set schedule helped me out a lot like sean and i um throughout this year plus i we've worked on it uh honestly every single sunday we meet regardless if there's no update if there's no in Proven, we meet and talk about what's the next step, right? Uh, and that's like that was that's almost our time to kind of decompress and like talk about all right, like well, what's what's going on? Um, and and then throughout we assign each other like tasks. So that's how I stay focused with the Nuxel stuff, right? And um and then there's also my work stuff where I'm working full time, forty hours a week. Um, and you know I think a big part of have you heard of this DISC? Right. And within this, yeah, within this, they it talked about a natural, um, pers um, natural, um, style and an, an adaptive style. Right. So it's, it's really, I think, thinking back and there's, there's often time where some people who have a startup and they, they're, they're at work and they're like, man, I, I really wish I was at home with my startup. I'm here and I'm, I'm just wasting time. I could be using this for my startup. Right. And I, I see, I see a lot of that, and it, it sometimes it's hard not to fall into that category, right? But, but you can't spend eight hours doing that, and then come home 
and be at 100% for your startup. You just can't, right? You can't have that mindset where you hate that eight hours and then expect to come home and just just give, give your best, right? So it really is about your mindset and your perspective. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to work in a field where I, you know, I enjoy and I love, and then I get to go home and continue with that same feel, you know? And a lot of time when I'm in that position, I'm always think when I'm at work and I'm like, oh man, like I could be doing this or I could be doing that. I think, hey, how did I come up with that? How did I come up with Nook? So the quick mix image, it was because of my experience at work, right? This is, this is what got me to where uh, Nuxo is right now. So just thinking that and thinking, you know, like there is no time that I'm wasting. I'm not wasting time here. You know how, how you perceive it and how you think. So that way, when you when you spend that eight hours at work, you can still enjoy your time at work. And when you go home, I think when you come home happy and you come home, you know, at least able to be, to enjoy, I think you can give your best um, done. For you, this is practice. You're going to see opportunities come up and you can act on it. And it might not align at all with Nuxel, but you are practicing the methods of process improvement and that's strengthening your skills. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like I wouldn't say that's far off, honestly. Um, and, you know, one of my, um, the store manager I work with right now, actually, one of my uh, uh, really, really great guy. And he told me from day one, he's like, dude, like, your time right now in your life, you should be like a sponge, right? So you should be just absorbing everything that comes your way. And I think, and I, and I think there's a truth to that. You know, um, I really like learning new skill set. I really like learning, seeing how, what else I can improve, right? So that way, you know, five year down the line me, like what, it's almost like leveling up in a video game, right? Uh, it's like, what else in new information can I improve and what else can I work upon? Um, and that's just what I like to do. So now you're hungry too. Uh, in my intro, I mentioned that you're two years out of school. How do you manage the stress of entrepreneurship, the stress of your normal work and still maintain your social, some sort of social life, whatever, whatever makes you happy, uh, to prevent burnout. I can go back to what I said before. I have a set schedule. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. Pretty much every Friday, my wife and I will have a day, you know, regardless of how busy I am, regardless of what's going on, right? Friday night, we have that one-on-one -on -one time. Um, and then, you know, I try to take time for myself too. You know, we, um, I have hobbies that I'm committed to. You know, I like to go golfing, like snowboarding. So like stuff like that, like I, you, you, you know, you can't, you can't let go of those stuff. So there's probably students too who don't have a lot of time, like you didn't have a lot of time, but you still found time to do this. Uh, and I think a lot of students still find time to socialize, uh, but there's probably some out there listening thinking, I, I would love to do something else. I would love to add this onto my plate, uh, but I'm, I'm already feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Uh, what would you what would you tell them somebody who's feeling overwhelmed with their work already but have an idea yeah you know i think go back i think so go back to that initial step my initial step was pencil to paper right uh if i if you have an idea right regardless of how busy you are right take the 5 minutes 
right? I mean, you can be crazy busy, but take five minutes, take your idea and make it physical. Um, and then honestly, I think, I think you're going to surprise yourself at how, how much, how much that steamroll, how that continues. I, I, I really do. You're saying physical that that's the one, I think the big ticket here that I'm taking away from you is you have to make this physical. You cannot be all talk. You can have as many conversations as you want to your blue in the face, talk to so-and-so in all these expert fields. But if you haven't put pen to paper and made some sort of prototype, just sketching. Right. I, I, I agree. You know, I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. I think, um, plus it, you know, once you have that initial design, right, that's, then you start seeing progress. You see physical progress too. Like you're going from design to design to design. It's no longer just a floating thought, you know, in the air. Uh, you can see your progression. You can see your progress. And that's addicting. You know, I think that part right there, it's like, I, I know that's, um, I know like when I started doing it, it was just like the initial pr progress that we started having, that was fun, man. That was like, you know, we were, we were calling each other at like random time during the day. Like, what about this? Hey, check this new design out. You know, it was like living and breathing the design and, 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 and that's all it takes, right? Just that initial, just that initial writing. Something about, uh, getting excited, accomplishing something. Did you ever watch Seinfeld? Nah, that's before my time. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm dating myself here, but Seinfeld, there's a, uh, a character named Newman and Newman is a post office worker. And it's Jerry, the protagonist, it's his nemesis, right? And they even call themselves nemesis. Uh, but I remember this one scene, he comes in and he says, you don't understand, Jerry, the mail, it just keeps coming and coming and never stops. And he loses his mind. In healthcare, it feels like that sometimes. The patient's just coming. It's the same question you're being asked. Uh, it had novelty back in the day and you could answer Oh yeah, you can keep amoxicillin out of the fridge for the whole treatment, but not augment. And you got all excited about that, but now it's like old hat. You know, you're doing it over and over again. It it might be getting a little bit boring, really. So the thing that gets us excited again is when we start learning a new process, learning something new, or finding something that excites us about our work. Mike and I were going through the same exact thing. Uh, we had talked a lot about what business we want to be in. Maybe we want to do something together. We don't know what. And we had all these ideas, but it wasn't until the podcast idea came about and we decided to just try it out, you know, pull up Zoom, um, talk, bring up a topic and just nail it down. We did all these notes, you know, overprepared. Um, but when we finished it and it first got posted and I was able to start telling some folks like, check out this podcast. We just recorded this, go look at it. That sense of pride that you actually physically accomplished something, like really built it. We're at work. Things just seem, seem to like just flow by you all day. That is a sense of accomplishment that really is hard to beat. Um, and anybody listening who gets excited about projects that they finish know exactly what I'm talking about. I, whether it be gardening, building garden beds, or working on your car, whatever it is, there's always a sense of accomplishment. I would even say after cleaning your house, um, it's just getting started and you get in the groove. Uh, you got in your flow state, Doug. 
uh, and that's why you got to where you are today. And that's, that's really admirable. I, I want to ask you about other entrepreneurs or, or what would you call it? Um, uh, prospective entrepreneurs listening, what advice would you give them today? I mean, going through all the legal stuff you went through, going through all the capital stuff all the time, what's some advice you can give somebody starting off? You know, as soon as you have that idea, it just takes one idea, right? Take it down and put it on paper. Uh, that would be my number one advice. I think that. You know, it, it goes a long way. It's that, and that once you have that on paper, it's that feeling of what's that feeling when you check something off a uh, a list, right? Like accomplish. Like you can't check something off a list if the list isn't created. So, just as simple as putting your idea into paper. And I think that's that's my number one advice. My second advice would be stop worrying. I, I, when we first started, we were so stressed out about the legals part. About you know, like we needed a patent. We needed we needed this, we needed that. And it was like, it, it's all obviously like legitimate concern. But at the same time, it was like, was that the best thing we could have used our time on? You know? Um, so before worrying about the patent, about the legal part, about the investors, right? What what I, what I you should be worrying about is the product. Like, you know, spend more time on the product. And once you're happy with that product, then take that step because I think that the legal part and the patent part sometimes prevents people from going from even starting, right? It's like, oh, I'm not like uh, this isn't gonna work. I need to get a patent. I need to get a manufacturer. It's not, you know, it's that hurdle is so big to start. Starting with, hey, this is my idea, right here. How can I make this come true? And like, like getting yourself excited with that new design, with that new concept, and seeing yourself seeing the progression. That's what's gonna that's what's gonna make that huge hurdle of the patent of the legal part. That's what's gonna make it doable. You know, I think so. Start small. That would be my my ultimate advice, honestly. Wonderful advice. Because what did they say? Um, there's that saying: How do you eat an elephant? And the answer is something like: Take your first bite. Yeah. Uh, because you look at this massive thing, you think, How in the world am I gonna? climb this mountain and you forget that there's byways there's scenic there's going near the river there's uh platitudes there's all it's not a static motion of just all uphill i i think that's wonderful advice i think anybody listening who has an idea that's not even an entrepreneurial thing um it could be going back to school wh whatever it is you still need to go to the check out the bursar you know you, need, you still need to go see what the requirements are just taking that step instead of stressing and worrying about it. Yeah, that's really, that's not what I was expecting to come out of this podcast with, but that's applicable in so much of my life personally. Just don't don't stress about the details, just start working. I like that. Don't stress about the detail, just start working. Yeah, that's really it, right? I'm not an expert on, you know, like, how to not be burned out by any means. Uh, like I mentioned before, like it's such a still every day we're just learning something new. So, um, but that, that's what I've taken out of it from my experience at least. Well, I, I want to see where you are um, in a few months from now. 
as you get through the accelerator, maybe when you finish up there and you're going into the, um, not even product development anymore, but really getting your, your funding, right? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I think that talking about how to fund these massive projects, because you, when you think about your own capital having to do all this, it gets really scary. But we forget that there's a lot of people with a lot of money that really want to make a difference in this world. That's awesome. Okay. I, I, I love everything you're doing, Nook. I think that it's, it's going to go well. I think once you determine your exact application and uh, you get that person who's really excited about your product, uh, that you guys are just going to fly. So I'm looking forward to, to watching it. I'm, I'm happy to call you a friend. At the end of our podcast, what we usually like to do is bring a little bit of humanity back into healthcare, as Mike likes to put it and talk about something that we're doing that is not work-related, that is only for our benefit so that we are enjoying uh, that might have been different from a couple months ago, something new. I can start. I think last time I was on, I, I talked about how I hung the hammocks up. Uh, and for me, the hammock day, hammock day is a big day in McDonald House. Outside of the hammock, I, okay, I'll say, something in line with what you've been dealing with. I've had a horrible yard situation. They cut down these massive trees next to my house that, I mean, my house was built in 1837. So these trees have been around for a long time. They offered a lot of shade. And I was sorry to see they had to cut them down because there was a disease in it. So they cut it down. Massive trees fell into the ground. You know, they had all the cleanup. So I had a lot of work to do in my yard. And it was daunting. But then something I was just like, you know, I'm going to go do it. And once I got into it, you could not stop me. My wife tried to pull me back in the house. And I, and I was like, babe, I think you, do you see how focused I am on this now? I think you want to take advantage of this. Would you be okay take putting the kids to bed? And I annihilated that yard. That yard looks a bit better than it did before. But that gives me so much happiness working in the yard because I listen to a book, an audiobook, and right now I'm listening to Fairy Tale by uh uh oh man, this is gonna sound really bad if I can't think of his name right now. Steve, Stephen King. <laughs> he just had a new book come out, Fairy Tale, and I'm listening to that and, and you know, digging up roots and and mowing the lawn. Oh. Yeah, they're in a way like yard work really peaceful, right? Um getting out and doing physical labor, which is already good for your mental health, but cleaning up the stuff that just makes you feel disorganized. Like just, it clears me and I, I love it. Yeah. Um, something I'm doing is, uh, so I started running again, you know? Um, yeah. So last year I, 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 I ran a marathon. Um, and then, and then like a couple, um, a couple months later, I ripped my meniscus. Right. And yeah, I ripped my meniscus walking too. Like I wasn't even doing anything. It's like the weirdest thing. I was just walking straight and all of a sudden I heard a pop. So I was just walking. So I heard a pop and just complete tore. Um and then so 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 I finally am completely healed now. So I just started running again. And but it's like it, man, it's like starting from square one, you know. Um I went from like previously being able to run like pretty long distances and now I'm doing like two, three miles and I'm like, oh man, gasping for air. So I just started again, but you know, it just I find it so relaxing once you get into that mode. And I think that that's like, that's the best time when I can think. Um, 
I'm almost going for a run just so I can think at this point. Like, it's just so peaceful. There's something about it. You, when you did your marathon, didn't you get married like right after that? Yeah. So I got married. Yeah. I got a, I got married in August last year. I think I did the marathon in like June. So two months after. I'm going to recap this again. You are a supervising pharmacist. You're doing corporate wellness. You're working on Nuxo. You're running again. Uh, I know you've got other stuff going on too. Uh, other responsibilities that aren't just fun things, but you're still making it happen. You look happy. Uh, you you sound still like you're excited about everything. Uh, I would say what you're doing, keep on doing, and I think you're a good example for others. Uh, so everybody listening, make a schedule. Stick to the schedule. Make a routine. Uh, find the things that you love and stick it in the routine uh, so that you feel that accomplishment. Uh, and maybe anybody listening, if they want to reach out to you and ask you a little, some more questions or maybe... Uh, maybe you can talk about your website again, but where, where can we find you? Um, maybe we can give them, I'm sure your email is on your website too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, my website is www.nuxo.com. That's N-O-O-K-S-L-E.com. And my email is nook at nuxo.com. So feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And you're on LinkedIn as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I've seen your active posts on LinkedIn. If people want to go and see what this accelerator program is too, um, you can go check it out on LinkedIn. Nook, really, it was it's a pleasure to have you. It's good. It's nice to have a friend on, you know, and talk a bit about which because we do talk about this, but um, this is being in this environment. I get to really carry a more serious tone and, and really get a bit more out of you. So, yeah, man, thanks for having me. I was excited to honestly, I was excited to um to get to eventually get asked to be on the podcast. So thanks for having me. Uh, as for everybody else, you can head over to www.whitecoatsoftheroundtable.com. Uh, you can find a lot of our information there. Feel free to send us messages on there. We respond really quickly. Any questions about the show or any ideas for guests or you yourself want to come on as a guest, uh, please feel free to do so. Have a great rest of the week, guys. We'll see you later. Thank you.